Okay. <clears throat> okay, so like the three pillars that we taught in our communities, contemplation, okay. intercession, and spiritual warfare. Okay. Each on their own yet inseparably joined and working together. Okay. Okay, so <clears throat> Contemplation gives birth to intercession. Okay. And intercession will always involve a battle, a spiritual war. And so it's important to understand contemplation is a big word Mm -hmm. for nothing other than a relationship with God. And resting in who you are in Christ, meaning you're a beloved daughter of God. Nothing can take that. Like Father Francis said, we might not always live out of that truth, but that don't change the truth uh-huh. of who we are. Yeah. So when you sin, you fail to live out of your true identity. Yeah. Like you don't realize how valued and loved you are. Uh-huh. And so what you do, what is you, you, because you don't know how much you're loved, you're seeking to find love. Uh-huh. And you'll lower your bars at times to get that love. Or there's pain. Like if you don't know you're loved, conscious or unconscious, you're living in a state of suffering. Mm -hmm. If you don't know that love that God has for you. And so we then start to find ways of dealing with our pain. Misuse of food or drink or shopping or sexuality or whatever it be. We all all have our golden calves, Uh our false substitutes for God because we don't really know God Mm -hmm. and we don't really trust that he's going to come through with his promise or whatever that it be for each of us Mm -hmm. but that's where the father of lies comes in right as he's deceiving us Mm -hmm. and so contemplation is nothing other than heart to heart with God it's heart to heart with the Lord it's very basic open up your prayer journal like IPF, I don't know if you've ever heard of IPF, the Institute for Peace and Formation. Right. Like they teach what they call ARRR, okay. which is nothing more than A stands for acknowledge. Uh-huh. And that's talking about what's going on inside of me. Right. So contemplation would be, <clears throat> first thing is, is what's going on inside of me? Acknowledging the movements of my heart, which is Ignatian, right? Right. What What's the movement? Yeah. What are the, what's attractive to me? What's repulsive to me? What's... Mm-hmm consoles me what causes me desolation like what what's going on in me Uh like the first part of prayer is entering my own humanity um and that's why art like you were saying can Uh be very helpful because art has a way of getting you in touch with your humanity Uh and and if you touch your humanity you're actually touching starting to touch his divinity Uh because he made you and he's in us Uh so <clears throat> acknowledge A is for acknowledge okay. and then R is for um, relate okay so you relate you you, you tell mm-hmm. God and that's why I use a prayer journal right. in our community we used to teach a lot about journaling because uh-huh. prayer journals are our minds are we have too many thoughts in our heads to really focus on one thought well mm-hmm. at least for me at least a journal slows me down and focuses me in on like as a little kid like we're all children so uh-huh. contemplation kind of presumes childlikeness uh-huh. if you're going to contemplate you need to be a child otherwise you're never going to contemplate uh-huh. and contemplation also involves somewhat of a a wonder like there's a song called wonder it's there, one of the lines is may we never lose our wonder uh-huh. like a child's always in wonder and awe of wow, mm-hmm. look how beautiful the sun is. Like, look at that light mm-hmm. shining through the clouds. Like, it's a kid's childlike spirit. And that's how Jesus uh-huh. lived all the time. Yeah. And see, when you know God the Father's love for you, you're immediately put in a place of freedom and wonder and awe. Like, like, you're, like when you came in, mm-hmm. you could tell you received love today a lot yeah. because you had a freedom, you had a childlike mm-hmm. spirit, you, you were sharing, you were... That was the fruit uh-huh. of your prayer, which yeah. is good. That's good prayer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
So contemplation is, again, acknowledge what's going on in me. Uh-huh. And we do, whether you are aware of this or not, we relate this. I mean, sorry, we we are designed for this. Uh-huh. Like, right now I'm acknowledging and relating to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what prayer is. I'm acknowledging what's going on in me uh-huh. and then telling God. Uh-huh. Now, a lot of people don't always believe, well, God's not listening. And we know, like, intellectually, we know God's listening to me. Yeah. But if we're honest in our hearts, if he's listening, why would I not tell him? Uh-huh. So a lot of people don't pray, or there's a block in their prayer, uh-huh. because there's a, there could be, a, obviously, a, a lie and a spirit of unbelief operating in that lie. Uh-huh. The lie might be, God has a lot more important things. And therefore, there's an unbelief that settles in, well, why would I then talk to God. Uh-huh. Or perhaps as a child, you were never able to really get your dad's attention mm-hmm. or your mom's attention. And so therefore, you never really told your mom and dad what you needed to tell them because uh-huh. you didn't believe either A, they cared, or B, no one could help me, or C, you know, you just felt trapped, yeah. sort of. Yeah, or there's, there's always, they're too busy to, <laughs> to sit down and listen. Exactly, too busy yeah. to listen. Yeah. So like, there's... And that's what kind of Father Francis uh-huh. was doing in that mission. Yeah. That's why I said to people, listen to it again. Uh-huh. Like, go to the website on, on St. Gerald's and re-listen to that parish talk, mission talk. Uh-huh. Listen to all of them, but, like, pray through them. Uh-huh. Sit down with your journal, get a cup of tea, and open up your journal and listen. And then you hit pause uh-huh. when you're, um, when you f- find a move in your heart. Uh-huh. Kind of like Elizabeth and Mary. When they met, the baby mm-hmm. kicked. Yeah. So I said, when the child in you kicks, mm-hmm. yeah. stop, hit pause, go to your journal and start the dialogue. Uh-huh. So that's, contemplation is recognizing the movement of God. Uh-huh. As Jesus says in the Bible, like, like Jerusalem didn't recognize the time of her visitation. Mm-hmm. So when God visits you and I, it's going to always affect our hearts. We're going to have that, like John the Baptist, we're going to kick, we're going to leap. There's an encounter with the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> contemplation involves awareness and acknowledgement of what's going on in me. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I'm going through my day, I have one ear on my heart and one ear out in the world. Okay. So if I'm talking to you right now, I'm listening to my own spirit, but I'm also listening to you. Uh I'm listening to God. Like, all right, Lord, what are you saying in me? Uh Or let's say I'm driving my car and an ambulance drives by. Uh Well, how does that affect me? As a Christian, it calls me into, Lord, please help that person. See, so I responded. Uh So it goes like this. Acknowledge, relate, Uh and then the next one is... uh, Receive, uh-huh. okay. and then respond. Okay. So acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. Okay. So you think acknowledge your inner life, what's going on in you, thoughts, uh-huh. feelings, and desires. What am I thinking right now? What am I feeling? And what am I desiring? Okay. That's kind of like it's again it's an Ignatian way of living. Yeah. So acknowledge, relate. So you share then your thoughts, share your feelings, share your desires. So it can be, it can kind of seem very calculated, like A-R-R-R is a great way to kind of like look at it, but we really do it without even thinking about Mm -hmm. it. So you open up your prayer journal, but it's a great way, like if you're distracted or kind of like feeling disconnected in your prayer, Uh a good thing to do is open up your prayer journal and just say, okay, what am I thinking right now? Uh As I sit here today, what were the thoughts that went through my mind today? Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit, please show me. Because without the light of the Spirit, you're not going to see it. Right. That's why I said the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, really prayer will never happen. It'll just be me going in circles. Mm-hmm. So, Holy Spirit, what am I thinking right now? Like, what, you know, what's good and bad? What's mm-hmm. going on in me? Thoughts, like no shame in it, no guilt. Just, right. what am I thinking? Uh-huh. Or what am I feeling? Like, what did I feel like? And I always say, this is what, is meant to be the examine of conscience. Mm-hmm. So you, throughout your day, yeah. you're pausing. So like, let's say from time you get up till lunchtime, mm-hmm. 
You stop at lunchtime, <clears throat> uh-huh. and you examine, what were my thoughts so far? Yeah. Where did I feel? Am I feeling down? Am I feeling up? Am I? And if I'm feeling something, that means there's a thought behind the feeling usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So often we'll start maybe with the feeling, and then what am I thinking? Okay, and it's not. This isn't like self healing, self help stuff. Uh-huh. It's about me then taking what I'm thinking or feeling or desiring, and then sharing it with God. Relate. So acknowledge, uh-huh. relate. Then you're going to receive. Uh-huh. So once you share it with the Lord, so like if you share something in your heart with me here, uh-huh. you're relating it to me, right. and then you're going to receive me listening to you, mm-hmm. which is a part of the healing, right? right? Like when somebody really listens to you and shows interest in you, it heals. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I'm being loved right. by their listening to me. Right. So acknowledge, relate, receive. Okay. And obviously you could see how faith is important here. Because I don't visibly see Jesus here. Uh-huh. I know he's in you. I know he's in me. Because my faith tells me. Right. And sometimes we, we experience that more tangibly than others. Uh-huh. I know he's in this room. I'll call him later. <laughs> so like I know he's in, in the created visible world. Not uh-huh. he's, he's reflected in it. Uh-huh. So like again. Acknowledge, relate, receive, and then respond. Respond is, as you experience me listening to you, mm-hmm. as you relate to me, yeah. then you, you, because you're being loved, you're going to want to respond. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to share more. Or you're going to want to do something, right? You're going to want to act. Um, and, and so that's just basic. Again, there's not rocket science there. It's common sense somewhat of how humans relate we acknowledge we relate we receive it and we respond Mm -hmm. Um, so when you open up your prayer journal contemplation is with a childlike attitude and heart that God is so excited right now to listen to what I have to share with him Mm -hmm. believing that agreeing with it Mm -hmm. and then when you open up your prayer journal you know you call on the Holy Spirit Maybe just breathe a little, take some time to slow yourself down and just say, Holy Spirit, help me to communicate and talk to you. Talk to our Father, talk to Jesus, or talk to Mary. Or maybe you're drawn to St. Paul one day for some reason. Like, like I've been feeling this real draw to the person of the Holy Spirit in a, more than I usually do. Uh-huh. So i got to pay attention to that. See, that's the movement of God in me. Uh-huh. So I'm going to acknowledge that. And I'm going to talk about it. Lord, I'm really sensing, like, I'm drawn to more songs recently Mm -hmm. where it's about just the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, like, what's going on there? Lord, teach me, show me, lead me, guide me. So your journal becomes a a tool. Mm -hmm. It's not like the journal's the only way. Mm -hmm. But it becomes a tool for your relational prayer life. Not introspection or nasal gazing. You're just kind of like, what's... Self-help, self-healing. It's not examining my life to the point of me trying to fix myself. Uh That's going to only go downhill. Uh And then you won't want to journal anymore. And I've noticed, you'll notice in your journal when you move from relational prayer to self-help or or self-introspection to the point where it's unhealthy. Uh Because it's not God leading you. You're just digging and looking and searching. Yeah. But when you're relational prayer, when you're doing relational prayer, you're doing A-R-R-R. Mm-hmm. You are acknowledging, relating, receiving, respond. You're talking to Him. Mm-hmm. So my journal entry might look something like this. My dear Jesus, or my, my, my love, or my friend. And God's response might be, you know, my dear Michael, or my love, my little one. You know, my dear child. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a dialogue in your journal. Okay. It's going to be you sharing yourself, mm-hmm. relating, acknowledge, relate, and then you're going to receive what God might say back to you. Okay. So yeah, you're hearing God. You're watching God listen to you share, mm-hmm. but you're also going to listen to what God says back to you. And that's why I encourage people to get your pen. Imagine your heart is your hand uh-huh. and you put the pen in your heart's hand and you just I like to call it like just like live streaming okay. like when you think of the internet there's uh-huh. live stream right. that means 
you're live. <laughs> like there's a there's a function on Facebook now where you can like live stream your video and like you're talking and people are watching you. They come on and they watch. And that's how it is with prayer. It's it's live stream. Yeah. It's not recorded. It's not old data. It's live. Uh-huh. Like right now we're talking live. So uh-huh. prayers, prayers a live encounter. Uh-huh. God's listening. We're talking. We're sharing. And then we're listening to God. Like Lord, okay, what are you saying to me? Uh-huh. And so, again, contemplation is is you and I, in our prayer journal, sharing ourselves and then listening and letting God speak. Uh-huh. And again, a block for a lot of people is. God doesn't really talk to me. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people, including myself, right? We, we at times really don't believe that God will talk to us. Uh-huh. But I know, I should somewhat know better from experience. Like, I have, I don't know how many journals. I have tons of prayer journals. Uh-huh. I just never threw them away. I don't know why. I just, I have a bunch of them. The point is, though, is in your prayer journal, like, there's times where God will say something to me and it'll be like a sentence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll just say a word. Mm-hmm. Or he'll say like, I've gotten pages where he's spoken to me. Like mm-hmm. page after page. Mm-hmm. One day I might get a paragraph. One day I might get a sentence. One day I might get three pages. Mm-hmm. But God always will speak. And there are times where God's silent. <clears throat> and I don't want to try to force him to speak. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's teaching me how to trust mm-hmm. or how to wait Sometimes we just want everyone's drive through get our food and go. Yeah. And God wants me to not treat him like a drive through or treat him like a, a soda machine. You put the quarter mm-hmm. in and get a soda. God's not a soda machine or a drive through He wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if he's sensing that I'm using him, mm-hmm. he might at times say, I'm just going to, let's just sit together. Because uh-huh. I want to teach you about real love. I don't want you to, have me as a God that you can just put a quarter in and get what you want and leave. Mm-hmm. He goes, I want to be with you all the time, Michael. I love you. And you could see there, because I've on my last retreat, mm-hmm. it's one of the things he showed me is, as a priest, you're always like wanting to prepare a homily. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my prayer can be, how can I use God to get some homily material? Mm-hmm. But that's not <laughs> the best way to pray because yeah. you're using him. Rather than, it's not really about me and the Lord personally, intimately. Uh It becomes about, what can I get so that I could share and feed your people? Uh Which isn't bad, but I need that time, me and God time. Uh I don't need to like be doing preparation in my prayer. I need to be with my Lord and let Him be with me. So, it's kind of like the well, like you were saying, Uh being at the well. And just like, talking with Jesus uh-huh. all alone yeah. there's nothing there and like like um, we always say the sun's at high noon uh-huh. that means there's no shadows it's like we're all exposed there's no hiding there's yeah. nowhere to go uh-huh. and that woman went home excited right yeah. yeah and that's the beauty of it so so maybe just to help like that contemplation is again what's going on in me how does the world outside affecting and moving me within Uh and then what am I doing with that am I am I relating and talking about it to God and so I would just say um, that's a very important huge part of our spiritual life is Uh developing a contemplative we would say a contemplative lifestyle Uh not just when I'm doing my holy hour or when I'm in my prayer period your prayer period is great and you need it but that's meant to, like the journal, become a, a means to developing a lifestyle of contemplation, which is nothing other than me saying a lifestyle of listening, receiving, and relating to God all day long. Uh-huh. I'm always with Him. He's always with me. I'm always, I'm always having an ear on my heart as God's speaking to me. I'm driving by a building, and there's a billboard, and God could say something through that license plate or billboard on someone's car. I mean, there's so many venues that God can, or ways God uses to speak to us. Uh Um, And so that will lead to what? That leads to the birth of Jesus in our lives. We become in communion with Jesus. Uh Because Jesus doesn't want to just live 
on the outside of us. He really came to become incarnate, meaning in our flesh. Mm -hmm. That's why at Mass, we don't just put the Eucharist on the altar. We take the Eucharist, Jesus, into our bodies. Mm -hmm. So there's a profound communion and intimacy with God the Son in our humanity. You know, remember, well, the priest prays this prayer. He says, by the mystery of this water and wine, so we mix the water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbles himself to share in our humanity. Now think about this. By the mystery of this water and wine, by the mixing or mingling of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbles himself to share in our humanity. That's what the priest says under his breath when he pours the water into the wine and the water into the wine. Now the wine symbolic of divinity and the water symbolic of our humanity. They're mixing. Now think about this. Try to unmix them. You once you mix water and wine, it's pretty much not. I mean, it's pretty hard to think yeah. how could I separate the molecules right. of water and wine, right? I mean, it's mixed. But the point is, is look how God enters into your life. His divinity enters your humanity when you receive Him in communion. He's entering into all the cells in my body. All my emotions, my memory, my imagination, my thoughts, my feelings, my desires. He enters into every room in my soul. It's a, it's a communion with God that is so um, profound uh-huh. and, and, and really somewhat scandalous in that. Who are you, God, that you would do such a uh-huh. thing? Like... And that's why they killed him. Because God would never become a man. Like, how could you say you're the son of God? Like, God would never lower himself that low. That's why Satan, Lucifer, fell from heaven. Because he's like, there's no way. Like, I won't serve. There's no way I'm going to lower myself to that level. God would never do that. And so, God's humility. This is where the humility of God is. This is what Christmas is all about. Is the profound humility of God to descend I always say condescend to, to descend and to enter into my human nature to take a human nature and to know that look what he did at the last supper he took bread and wine and he became food for us like Living bread, the, the body, blood, soul, and divinity, the, you know, the, the bread and wine are transformed. It's like, and then he sits in tabernacles all over the world waiting in humility for our visit, for our, just to be with him, just to sit with him. It's like, he made himself literally a slave of love. He waits and he burns with his love and mercy to give it so freely to us. But think of how much it must hurt our Lord when we are just kind of like um, imagine having like this imagine having all the treasures of the universe at your disposal mm-hmm. to give and you're full of love and you just you can't the nature of love is to give and so you want to give 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 but imagine the persons don't come to get it uh-huh. like imagine you yeah. taking imagine you worked really hard your whole life to just buy one gift for someone. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Okay. Let's say you you worked your whole life on earth to earn enough money to buy one gift for someone you love. Mm-hmm. And you sweat blood and tears. It was like mm-hmm. really hard for you. Mm-hmm. And you bought that gift and you had it all prepared and that person never came and got it. Now think about what Jesus did for all of us. Uh-huh. He did just that, and I would say far beyond. He he spent everything he had to get us the gift of salvation. Mm-hmm. And how many of us 
come to get it. Like many just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I have, I have sports or I have something that are better to do. And, and it's not that we're just being idiots. It's bottom line is we're blind. We're deaf. We're dumb. We're, we don't see. We can't hear. And this is why Jesus, again, John the Baptist, Jesus, he came as, he'd take people in the desert and he would preach and it would be, he wouldn't mess around. He would tell them the truth and they would be startled by it. Jesus startled people. He wasn't just like, hey, everybody, like a hippie somewhat. Yeah. He was, he was truth. He is the truth. Yeah. So like peroxide in a wound at times, it's like, uh-huh. wow, wow, that yeah. burned. And it's not to hurt us. But it's to awaken us. Mm-hmm. Like scripture says, Awake, O sleeper, arise. Now is the time of salvation. And so, um, contemplation gives birth, that relationship with God, that sharing of yourself. Because remember, when you're relating, what are you relating? Your humanity. Right. And He's receiving it mm-hmm. and entering into it because you're opening it to Him. Like Mary opened her humanity to God's divinity. We're all called to imitate Mary, to open our bodies, our minds, our spirit, our souls, our hearts, all that we are. Jesus, come Lord Jesus. You know, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Enter into all of me, Lord. Even the parts of me that I want to keep for myself and I don't really want you to have, I want to give you permission to even have those parts of me. And think of wedding vows. You say, you know, he'll say like, I, you know, like Joe will say to Susan, like, Susan, I take you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say I take some of you or I'll take parts of you. It says I take you. Mm-hmm. And she'll say to him, Joe, I take you. Mm-hmm. Meaning the whole person, yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly, all that we are, all that's good in us and all of our even brokenness, sinfulness and frailty. He takes it all. And so that's, that's contemplation. That's sharing, giving, receiving relationship journals, a tool to help foster it. Mm-hmm. That gives birth to intercession, which would be the communion grows deeper and stronger with the Lord Jesus. Okay. Now, all intercession is done mm-hmm. through the Son okay. to the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit. Christian prayer is very different from Eastern prayer, meaning Eastern religions like uh, Buddhism, etc. Because as Christians, we're always having prayer that's relational. If our prayer is not relational, it's somewhat kind of like me just meditating and you know humming to myself. Or I mean, the point is, is if we're not relating to God the Father through the Son, by the Spirit, mm-hmm. then we have to ask ourselves, is my prayer genuine? Is it authentically a Christian prayer? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus came to enter into your humanity so that He in you could take you to the Father, mm-hmm. again, through the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's why when we say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three persons, mm-hmm. one God. So the mystery is, all prayer, and if you listen to the mass prayers, uh-huh. it's always directed to the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how we pray. Okay. So, is it so important to have a, like a one-to-one relationship with the Father then? I mean, if, What do you mean like one-to-one? Well, okay. Like, I feel like I, you know, I obviously have... I feel I have a fairly good relationship with Jesus uh-huh. and my prayer. Yeah. And I feel like I'm aware of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. at times. I think there's times I miss a lot of the promptings of the Holy Spirit or I sure. have ignored it. Um, yeah, we but, all do, yeah. <laughs> but, my, but with the Father, the Creator, I don't have, that. you know, I don't feel like there's, a relationship there where I can, like you know, where I can just well, remember say, say, okay, Creator, mm-hmm. you know. So, but is it if if the pray, if prayer is through Jesus Christ who takes it to the Father? Is it 
I mean, should I even be concerned about it then? Well, really God is, yeah, God is our Father. We say our Father. Now, it's important to understand this. This is where God wants to heal. Uh-huh. Your image of the Father. Now, remember what Philip said, Jesus, show us the Father. Uh-huh. And Jesus says, Philip, how long have I been with you? Yeah. If you know me, you know the Father. So, right. I would say that maybe God's inviting you to let go uh-huh. of an image of the Father. Okay. That you hold which Jesus wants to replace mm-hmm. because the reason he came is to tell us the truth about the Father. Mm-hmm. The Father is why he came. He mm-hmm. came to reveal to you and I who the Father is. Because let's, let's just be honest. Like, And this is where I'm bound and all of this comes in really mm-hmm. is we don't know the Father. But if we know the Son, we know the Father. But we can have an image of the Father that Satan has fed us mm-hmm. through perhaps maybe mishaps or brokenness of our earthly fathers mm-hmm. or whoever imaged our authority figure in our lives, whoever that was that was our father figure, a coach, mm-hmm. a teacher. I mean, it could be even... See, God revealed himself as Father. Mm-hmm. And he granted, he created man and woman so all the attributes of the woman and of the man are in God Uh now God's revelation of himself though was as father why Uh because God is the giver Uh and we are called to receive the gift Uh of the father which is the son so if you're receiving Jesus Uh you are receiving the father so I would say that It's kind of like, I don't know if you know what a, a zip file is. If you, yeah. on a computer, if you yeah. unzip a file, it has all these other files right. in it. Yeah. So I would say unzip the file that says, your, unzip your father file. Okay. And let it, if you will, explode and show you all that that's in there. Uh-huh. Your image, your ideas of, of who the father is and... Your, maybe your discomforts toward the Father, like why am I filling a block with... It's okay to admit, like I, we all have had blocks with God, the Father, Mary, angels, saints. Mm-hmm. Like it's part of the journey for us to come up against the wall sometimes and be like, I just can't connect with the Father uh-huh. or I can't connect with Mary. Like I know I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, I do a lot of spiritual direction. So like a lot of people will feel like I... Like theologically, they know the Father, but they there's this emotional block, mm-hmm. or spiritual block, or even psychological block with God the Father, or Mary. Even mm-hmm. it's different, and you could even have had a decent mom and dad, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you know God the Father. Mary is our mother. Mm-hmm. Like there could be still, for some reason, maybe at school one day as a little kid, an adult teacher. A man or woman might have said something that hurt you, mm-hmm. which kind of your image then of authority was like hurt. Mm-hmm. And so now from that day forward, you carried that lie within you, even unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And so when you think of the father, you think authority and you think like, well, the last time I experienced authority, it was very painful. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And so you now have this somewhat of a repulsion. Remember I was saying, pay attention to the movements of your heart. Yeah. So one of those movements is what's attracting me, what's repulsive. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm blocked by God the Father, or I'm blocked by Mary, or I'm a Holy Spirit. I just can't connect with the Holy Spirit, Lord. I don't know what's... It's not to beat yourself up. It's just to say, okay, Lord, will you help me to let go of any lies I believe about you, Father, mm-hmm. or you, Mary? Mm-hmm. And Holy Spirit, only you can make this happen. I can't do it. So what I'd like you to think about is, again, um, part of the contemplative life is brutal, raw honesty. Because mm-hmm. that's what children do. Mm-hmm. They're, they could be brutally honest kids. I mean, there's no screens. There's no filters. Right. There's no, no edit function. Uh-huh. Here it is. Yeah. And that's how we need to be with God all the time. Uh-huh. And even with ourselves, like it's okay to admit 
like some of my greatest healings came with like lord i'm a priest i i still don't feel like i know you as my father in a way that i want to mm-hmm. I, I know some about you i know you i've i've experienced some of you but i'm not i don't know you like i want to and will you please let me i want more of to know more about you i want to sit down like i want to be able to sit down or get up in the morning and go through my day like literally feeling god's hand in my hand Mm -hmm. like or his hand on my shoulder like i know that it's that real for me and there's days where i've had that there's days where i haven't and that's part of the spiritual life Uh we're not in heaven yet but i believe god wants god's always wanting to give more to you Uh like that really Mm -hmm. i got a healing on my last retreat from that is as if God's limited, like mm-hmm. He's already given you so much. Well, how can you keep asking for more? But God's like, <laughs> he, he. I don't even. I have a hard time asking Him. Yeah. For stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's easy to pray and ask for things for other people, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to ask uh-huh. for the things that would probably enhance my spiritual life yeah. or my, my earthly life, mm-hmm. you know, but definitely, you know, how, you know, to be closer to, to God or to, mm-hmm. to pay attention to mm-hmm. the, in, in, his presence. And it's exactly. Like, it's just, well, you know what I found in my life with that is often it can be and that's what we would call and identify as there's a block, uh-huh. which is okay. But to admit it and say, okay, Lord, there's a little bit of a, I don't feel that connection with yours. There's a little bit of a disconnect or block. And so, Father, like, uh-huh. take the risk and, and address him. Father, I know I don't know you like you want me to. Because if I did, I would feel very excited and comfortable with live streaming my heart to you uh-huh. and asking you for all kind of stuff. And I've even seen that in my own life, like a lot. Like, is I won't ask God for a certain thing, as if, like a little thing. Like, Lord, um, it'd be really nice today if I could, um, just connect with the Scripture to like to really make me feed my heart. But like, I don't even think to ask that because I'm like, you know, God's, He's, I don't know. I just, I think I lower God to being like an earthly father more than a heavenly father uh-huh. and then what happens is I know earthly fathers can't do everything for their kids yeah. so like then I think well God the heavenly father is limited too mm-hmm. yeah. which is a natural somewhat way to think but we're not talking about the natural we're talking about supernatural yeah. Yeah. so it's above nature it's, it's beyond what's natural so you could see how Contemplation involves inner healing, Mm -hmm. and inner healing would involve exposition of lies. Mm -hmm. And when you recognize a lie shown to you by the Holy Spirit, so like for example, in the Unbound, you would say, in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. I renounce any spirits of blockage of my relationship with the Father. Mm -hmm. And if there are any spirits, Uh maybe there is, maybe just my natural lies that I'm believing uh-huh. that the enemies fed me secondary and third hand through aunts and uncles uh-huh. and coaches and teachers I just kind of come to a place in my life where I'm starting to recognize this this isn't normal I shouldn't have this block uh-huh. so somewhere in my history of sin or being sinned at uh-huh. um, or when others sinned against me I've experienced lies. I've I've digested them. They've gotten into my spirit, mm-hmm. into my way of thinking and thinking about God, relating to God. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why I say without the Holy Spirit, forget it. Because you and I are used to living in bondage. Mm-hmm. We need to be delivered. So unbound is all about okay. deliverance. Uh-huh. Okay. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh Evil is, by definition, evil is a lack of participation in the good. It's a privation Uh of, it's a lack of the good. Okay, so it's really, it's really a lie if I sit here and I think, 
okay, I can do this on my own without asking God. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where you know what will happen? <laughs> You'll fall down. <laughs> yeah. And the enemy and then, the enemy will keep wanting to feed that uh, lie. Yeah. So you could say subconsciously, maybe not intentionally, but there's a spirit, there could be a spirit of pride, uh-huh. which we were taught, right? Yeah. I was taught. Tie your shoes. Uh-huh. You can do it. Pick, pull your boots up. You yeah. know, you can do this. Right. Where there's a will, there's an A. Like, if you want to get A's, just do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a good job, you can do it. You, you, you. Right. So what you need to realize is God has a plan. Mm-hmm. And his plan is to teach us how to be children. Mm-hmm. To recover from what we lost okay. when Original sin really robs us of fatherhood. Uh-huh. Original sin calls fatherhood into suspicion. Original sin causes us to doubt and question God. So we all suffer from it. Yeah. But an, an example might be, you know, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of doubt. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of unbelief. I'll give you, um, I have a list here. Uh-huh. In the Unbound Ministry, there's a list of, of potential lies uh-huh. to, you can renounce. For example, okay. in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm of no significance. Or nobody cares if I live or die. Or I have to get it right. Uh-huh. These are lies. Or it's always my fault. Or I'm a terrible mom. Or... I'm nothing, or I don't matter, I'm on and on, my life is cursed, God can't forgive me, I'm a victim. Some people live in, I'm always a victim. Uh At some point you've got to take responsibility and say, no, I'm not going to give power to my enemy to always make me a victim. Uh I'm going to choose to overcome. Like Jesus could have played the victimhood card, but he's like, no, I forgive. Mm -hmm. He he broke, he he wasn't going to, now granted, he was priest and victim. Meaning he offered his life freely. Mm-hmm. Victim in the good sense of not, oh, woe is me, pity, mm-hmm. self-pity. Yeah. See, self-pity can even be a, a spirit that we fellowship with. So make an important distinction here. There's a big distinction between being discouraged uh-huh. and living in a spirit of discouragement. Okay. So like you could suffer from discouragement. Like uh-huh. somebody discourages you. Right. There's another thing to let that spirit in to enter into my spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, I've moved from suffering from being discouraged to actually living in discouragement. Uh-huh. And that's bondage. Uh-huh. So what we would do is, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of discouragement that, that I'm fellowshipping with. Okay. We're not called to fellowship with lies or doubts or discouragement. Like, why do people start lying a lot? Because they start to move from suffering from being lied to Mm -hmm. to actually letting the spirit of lies fellowship with them. Mm -hmm. And they start lying. Or why do we... um, 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 I'm in control is another lie. Because we're not God is. Or I can fix those I love. Uh Another lie. So... Again, it's one thing to experience someone hurting me, mm-hmm. and it's another thing to start thinking, I need to fix them. Mm-hmm. And if you start thinking that, now you're actually fellowshipping with that lie. But now you could imagine, just imagine this. Mm-hmm. This is all, by the way, what we're talking, all this involves contemplation. Okay. So contemplation is an umbrella for relationship with God, mm-hmm. and under that umbrella would involve, you know, Obviously, the Trinitarian relational prayer, acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. Mm-hmm. And also under that would involve inner healing. Journaling can be a tool to really help this. Mm-hmm. The unbound is really to deepen our contemplation, our relationship with God, okay. to really help us to, only with God's help, to identify lies. Because mm-hmm. remember this. Every time there's a lie, there's a fear involved in it. Okay. So lies and fears are always working hand in hand. There's always... Fear is a significant entry point um, in our lives. And when we're afraid, we're very 
um, very open to or vulnerable to believing a lie. Right. Okay. And then we choose to what? Start to identify ourselves with it. We start to make ourselves. Yeah. Rather than that God make me, mm-hmm. I make myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it becomes I, my truth. Yeah, it becomes yeah. my truth. Yeah. And that's where, when the Bible talks about living in darkness, that's what it's talking about. Uh-huh. You and I, we do have things that we, you and I right now as we're talking, there's things you and I believe mm-hmm. that aren't true. But we don't yet know them because we haven't, let God yet reveal them to us. Uh-huh. And perhaps we're not ready for the right. revelation yet. Yeah. God's not going to say. Like imagine, you know, when you go in a movie theater, it's dark, you come out in the lights, the sun's like, oh, yeah. I can't handle it. Uh-huh. Well, God's, he knows if he shows us too much at once, mm-hmm. we'll get overwhelmed. Yeah. So what he does, I can, I always, you know, like the layers of an onion. Uh-huh. Like Father Francis yeah. said that. He's like, it's okay that it's a process. Uh-huh. Father Marx talked about this too, right? In his mission, in the mission talk, is it's okay to go over like, oh Lord, I thought you already healed me. That he's yeah. like, there's layers. Mm-hmm. Let me peel away layer by layer. Just trust me. He's a gentle God. Mm-hmm. He's not out to like rip the whole thing out. Uh-huh. He's he cares about us. He knows it will cause us too much pain. Uh-huh. So that contemplation. All that stuff we're talking about right now. Yeah. That births intercession. Now, okay. intercession, mm-hmm. there's only one intercessor, Jesus. Okay. And the prayer of intercession par excellence is the Mass. Okay. Where you and I join our life to Christ, Christ to us, and we are united with Him on the altar of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The Mass is Calvary. At Mass, you're letting yourself be lifted up onto that cross with all the things you go through, ups and downs, the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, in good times, bad, sickness, health, rich, poor, mm-hmm. till death do me part. Mm-hmm. You and I are allowing ourselves to celebrate. That's what it means to participate in the Mass. You're letting yourself enter into the Mass to mm-hmm. pray it with Him, in Him, and through Him. Okay. And so you're joining your life to Christ at the Mass mm-hmm. with the help of the Holy Spirit, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you're being where? With Christ given to the Father. So Christ is offering your humanity with you, in you, and through you, and then you with Him, in Him, and through Him. Communion with Christ to the Father. For the salvation of your soul and the souls of all the peoples of the earth. And also those in purgatory are even being affected by this. So think of it like this. That's going to involve a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Because those lies the enemy sows have one objective. To keep you and I from living the Mass. Uh-huh. Living the Mass is letting Christ offer our humanity back to the Father. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, offering all of creation back to God the Father. Christ who created you and I. Think about this. The Word... God, when God created you, He uh-huh. spoke you into being. Yeah. When He made the sun, He spoke it into being. When He created the grass and the birds and the trees, the sky, the moon, the sun, the stars, He spoke it. Okay. What is that spoken word? It's the second person of the Trinity. Uh-huh. When What happened? That person of the Trinity, the second person, the sun, uh-huh. became flesh. Yeah. So He who made the sun, the moon, the stars, you and I, everything about this created visible world... He became flesh. And what did he do? He joined all of creation to himself. He asks you and I, let we see the sun, the moon, and the stars don't have a free will. Mm-hmm. Animals don't have a free will. We do. Mm-hmm. So we could actually say, No, God, I'm not gonna let you join yourself to me. Mm-hmm. The created world has is given to Christ because he created it. You and I could reject. Or, or not, we could receive. So when God gives you the invitation, like, join your life to me. And what is that again? It's back to contemplation. Share your life, your humanity, your ups, your downs, your highs, your lows. Let me experience it. So when you come to Mass, for example, at Offertory, when the bread and wine are brought up, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. You're, you're basically putting your prayer journal on the altar. Okay. Here's my whole life. Okay. Here's everything, God. I give you access to all of me, even my sin. I give it all to you. I offer all of my life to you. 
my joys and sorrows and tears. And then that's where you're now starting to live out and enter into that lifestyle of intercession. So that's a spiritual battle because Satan, see, in the spirit world, you and I don't see all this happening. Uh But when you give your life to Christ at Mass Uh and you're letting Christ offer you back to the Father, Uh it's not just you that gets saved. Grace is going out to all parts of the earth through your participation at Uh the Mass. Because you're a member of the body of Christ, right? Right. As I am. So when you're giving God access to your heart, you're also giving God access to people in Africa, India, China, South America, Kansas, Nebraska, all over the world. So when you give God access to your humanity, you're actually giving God access to all of humanity. Because He, through you, flows through you out to the world. And the devil is like, I got to stop this person uh-huh. from giving themselves to God. So how does he do it? Father of lies. He lies to you. Uh-huh. Oh, you're tired. You're not going to get anything out of the mass. You're not really going to enter into it. It's, it's a waste of your time. Uh-huh. It's going to be boring. Um, your prayer's dry right now. Or, you know, you just had a fight with your spouse. What's the point of going to church right now? You know? Uh-huh. No, no, no. That's all lies. Satan's speaking garbage to us. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't want you to believe in the power you have. See, because of your baptism. Mm -hmm. Basically, the charism of intercession has to do everything with your baptism. Because of our baptism, Uh we have the power to save souls with Jesus, in Jesus, and through Jesus. So, example, contemplation. You have a headache. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have a headache. The contemplative experiences their headache not just as their headache. The contemplative says, okay, I have a headache. I'm going to turn it into a prayer. Jesus, I offer you my headache. I'm going to start now. You're going to see how I move from contemplation to Uh intercession to spiritual warfare. So contemplation, I have a headache. What do I do with my headache? As a believer, baptized with an interior life, a spiritual life, Lord, I'm going to live the Mass right now. Even if it's there's no Mass, I'm not at a Mass, but I'm at work. Uh I'm going to live out the Mass. The Mass is always being celebrated. So Jesus... Uh I'm going to take my headache. I'm your body, right? Jesus, yes, I'm your body. So Jesus, I offer my headache up for all those people in the body of Christ, of which I'm a member. I offer my headache up for all those people that are hard-headed and proud, that are not, that are not open-minded to your truth, that have closed you off. I offer the pain of this headache up, which is Calvary. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, mystically, if you could see the spirit world in that moment when you're offering, you're actually lifted on the cross. You and Jesus are suffering that headache now together. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, through you, his body on earth, mm-hmm. is now living out his Calvary love, his intercession. Mm-hmm. And he, what is he doing with that headache? Father, come into this part of the body of Christ that is hard-headed, Come into this part of the body of Christ that is stubborn and and blocking you from loving them. Mm -hmm. And Jesus' offering is heard by the Father. Father God pours grace into the wound of your headache Mm -hmm. or whatever the wound. And His Spirit comes into you and out to Joe, who say lives in India, who's one of those hard-headed people. Mm -hmm. And Joe gets the grace in India Mm -hmm. to get the light of God and starts to believe. And then Joe has Christmas happened to his heart. Uh He gets born again Uh because you in Omaha offered your headache up. Uh The devil devil sees us. He doesn't want us to live our baptism out. Uh It's very important that we... This is the charism of intercession. It's living out Jesus crucified, living the Mass. Uh It's going to war for souls. But that can't happen without a contemplative interior life where I'm recognizing. Let's say you stub your toe. Uh Contemplative. What are you going to do? Oh, I just stubbed my toe. Well, I'm a member of the body of Christ. I think of the little toe as insignificant. What's the point? It's just a little toe. Yet it hurts when you hit it. The point is, is, okay, Lord, I'm going to offer this little toe up as a member of your body. I'm going to live the Mass right now. I'm going to 
ask you to carry me up onto the cross with you. And I'm going to offer that toe with you, Jesus, through you, Jesus, in you, Jesus, to the Father. Uh-huh. For someone who don't believe they're significant, that's really hurting. Uh-huh. See how I turn my body into yeah. a prayer? Uh-huh. And then grace goes through the body of Christ out to that person and they get grace and healing. Okay. Let's say you could turn every part of your body. It could be a memory. Uh-huh. Turn your memory into prayer. Um, a hurt, a memory that's hurtful. Stomach ache. Uh-huh. A back problem. Stiff neck. Stiff neck people, uh-huh. right? Stomachs. Esophagus. Um, knee problems. Uh-huh. Those who don't walk in the truth. Um, kidney problems. Uh-huh. Those whose bodies aren't purifying themselves Lord for all those who aren't letting your blood purify them uh-huh. you could turn every lungs Lord for those who aren't breathing your spirit uh-huh. see so contemplatives oh don't gosh, see their wow. <laughs> yeah contemplative doesn't see their body as just an earthly body uh-huh. they see their body as members of the mystical body and that leads to a life of intercession living the mass and that always will involve spiritual battle because the devil doesn't want you on the cross with Jesus because mm-hmm. that means Jesus can live through you and save souls through you. But our greatest glory in heaven one day will be our, our waking up and seeing like, oh my goodness, I never realized how I could save I saved, imagine one day in heaven, there's 20 people in line thanking you uh-huh. when you offered your headache up. Uh-huh. They would have been in hell if you didn't offer your headache to them. Because uh-huh. you let Jesus save them from hell uh-huh. by offering up your headache. So they weren't stubborn, hard-headed, proud. They actually broke their, humi- they broke their pride and got humility because you let Jesus give them that grace. Uh-huh. See, this is so important because, again, our church has kind of fallen asleep to this uh-huh. truth of living out our baptism. Uh-huh. Baptism is way deeper and more profound than we could ever imagine. It sounds like it. I was like, I always thought I did pretty good about being attentive in Mass, but boy. When you start to understand the Mass yeah. and the depth, see, that's what Father Mark and I are trying. We're going to teach a lot more of this stuff uh-huh. at Mass, but like, yeah. what I... And, and like what, what we're talking about right now is like everyone needs to hear this uh-huh. because this is <laughs> the truth. Yeah. This is baptism 101. Yeah. Although it's very deep and profound and very somewhat mystical and like, wow, this is stuff you could think about all the time. It's like, uh-huh. wow. But the unbound, again, helps you to live out more fully okay. your baptism, uh-huh. brings you to your potential. Okay. But... One of the simplest ways to implement this is, let's say you're tired one day. Uh-huh. Well, we're usually tired. I'm always tired <laughs> yeah. at times. So like, one day, right? I should say one day you're not tired. That's... So like, let's say you're tired. Uh-huh. Did you know fatigue can actually be offered to God for those who are spiritually lazy? So like, Lord... I'm going to pray even though I'm tired and I'm going to offer this as a member of your body. Again, I'm going to live the Mass for all those who are spiritually lazy that aren't... You know, Father Mark and I pray. We pray every morning for our whole parish. Uh-huh. And we have a particular love in, um, in our hearts for parents of you know families that... It's hard. Right. You're very busy. You're, you're very challenged in our world, and the world is not very friendly. friendly. You're, you're taught to take your kids to a zillion sporting events. You're taught to you know, have to keep busy and do this and do that, and you've got to work, and you don't have the luxury of just like, oh, I'm going to go to the church and sit quietly. Right. You don't always have that luxury. So we pray really hard for parents because we know they're in a spiritual war, and they don't even always realize it. But we pray for them to have the grace to offer, see, imagine a wife or a, or a husband or a mom or dad that, or for that matter, grandma or grandpa, that, that saw the value of what we're talking yeah. about right now. And they were like, wow, yeah. I can be close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even though my life is stretched thin, right. I can still live out a very intimate life with God. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like, I, I don't have to live like a life of a monk or a nun. Yeah. I don't have that ability. Well, 
Okay, but where are you suffering right now? Where's your cross? Contemplative. See, identify your cross. Mm-hmm. Where am I suffering? Lord, I don't feel like I have time. I feel stretched in. I feel like my life is like going in a zillion directions. Okay, that's a cross for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So let's let's turn it into a prayer. Jesus, I offer you, I live this Mass out with you in this moment. I offer you this feeling I'm having that's distressing me, that's pulling me in all these directions in my marriage and my family. I offer this to you um, so that all those around the world that don't know you, that don't know you're with them in their busyness of life, I offer it for them to get that grace today. Mm-hmm. And now you just turned your hectic, crazy life schedule into a profoundly intimate communion with God Almighty. Uh-huh. And you're saving souls now. Uh-huh. And trust me, Father Mark and I have experienced this. Um, this is a very potent and powerful way to live. Uh-huh. If you start doing this, in a, if you did this, if you prayed, if you pray this way for a month, uh-huh. I guarantee you'll be like, I can't believe uh-huh. what I've been missing. Because no matter how much the pain might be, the joy will be greater. Uh-huh. Because you'll be like, you're, you're, you're sharing in the suffering of Christ. Remember Paul said, rejoice in your suffering? Yeah. Like, that sounds crazy. But if you understand what we're talking about, uh-huh. it's not crazy. It actually, I'm saving souls. And there's not just this, oh, you're theologically, intellectually, some cold truth that I'm saving souls by living this out. No. Jesus will share with you his joy. Mm-hmm. You'll start to taste the joy of Jesus' heart, the consolations that you're, you're consoling Jesus' heart. and He's going to share that with you. Mm-hmm. You're going to taste and see his presence in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit, um, in your soul. So in a nutshell, that's what, when we talk about contemplation, intercession, and spiritual warfare, the three pillars mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So I want you to, you know, just think about that and pray about it. Okay. And um, but start, start simply with reflecting on what am I thinking, what am I feeling, what am I desiring, okay. what's going on in my body. Yeah. All right. So if you have bodily aches and pains, uh-huh. you turn it into prayer. Yeah, you know, and I. I have been doing that, mm-hmm. and, but I don't do it very consistently, and I don't do it with, I just, I'll say, I'll pray that, um, I just offer this pain up, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and that's to you, good. Jesus, and, and God for you to, to yeah. use it in whatever way. No doubt. But I think what we've talked about, yeah. it brings a new awareness yeah. and heightens your understanding of what exactly that prayer means. Uh-huh. See, a lot of people, yeah. we're taught to offer it up. We all know that, like, yeah. offered up, offered up, offered up. That's what we were always taught uh-huh. growing up. At least that's what, you know. Uh-huh. Right. And, but what we just talked about is what that means. What it means. In the uh-huh. spiritual realm. With, with the mass as the, the, the model and, and, uh-huh. and the, the, the way uh-huh. to do that. Uh-huh. Like, living the mass is not just going to mass. Uh-huh. Living the mass is... Actively, fully, consciously participating. And that's why I said, at offertory, really, you're putting your prayer journal mm-hmm. on the right. altar. Yeah. This is my life, Lord. This is what I've done the last week. This is all the ups and downs, the highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Here it is, Lord. And Jesus is grateful because you've given him access to all of humanity when you've given him access to your humanity. Uh-huh. Because think about it like this. I always use the image of an IV drip. Yeah. Let's say my toe's infected yeah. with a, a... I just got an, let's say I got an infection in my big toe. Yeah. If they put an IV drip in my arm, mm-hmm. my toe will still heal. Right. So the access point is my the vein in my arm uh-huh. for the antidote, the, yeah. the um, antibiotic. Right. To get to my toe. Mm-hmm. But because I'm one body, what goes in my arm goes to my toe. Uh-huh. So you and I, if we can understand that we're all one body, uh-huh. when you give God an access point, uh-huh. your wounds, yeah. I'm tired, Lord. That's an access point. Uh-huh. He starts to drip into it with his love. And people that say are the toe uh-huh. get grace. Yeah. 
so everyone's receiving when you're receiving. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But often, we don't think of it yeah. like that. We think of ourselves as individuals. Yeah. And God's like, no. Right. You're all, like the body. That's why St. Paul uses the image of, you know, if, if, the, if the toes or if the leg is uh-huh. broken or sick, then that's affecting the arm, etc. Yeah. If the heart's sick, everything's sick. If the liver's, or we're one body. Like, then that really brings the whole idea then into caring about the other. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a part of my body. I'm going to care about you. Uh-huh. And that's where you could see intercession matters. Because yeah. the only way I can reach some people, I'll never meet most of the people that I, mm-hmm. I'm praying for. Mm-hmm. Because consciously or unconsciously, whether I realize it or not, God is using me to heal people in India, Africa, South America, China. One day when you die, you'll be like, wow, I never knew I prayed for you. And Jesus is like, yeah. Remember that day you had that headache? I saved Joe in China from uh, losing his marriage. Uh And you're like, oh my gosh. Uh So like, that's why the devil doesn't want this stuff to go out. He Uh wants to keep it all hidden. And it's your job and mine. If Uh if this is your charism, which... Uh Is I believe God's giving you this gift. So, like, if this is our charism, we need to tell everyone, uh-huh. like, hey, don't waste your suffering. Uh-huh. You're a part of. We're all war one body. Uh-huh. Um, we can do this together. So, okay. I appreciate so that. what I'd like to do is, um, um, you know, just keep sharing this. Like, share yeah. with the Lord. Share okay. with people. Like, don't. Don't be afraid to like go out and share this with people. Like we all need to hear this. This is the, this is the heart of the church, really. Uh-huh. This charism. So, you know, um, praise God. 